I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am very much looking forward to this next conversation. I am in a moment going to be joined by a ninth grade student at West High School, Eric Liu. There was uh, a contest, an essay contest uh, hosted by the Boston Globe Foundation. Uh, More than 200 students in grades six through university and college across the United States submitted essays examining the state of freedom of the press in the United States today. Uh, in light of the First Amendment to the Constitution. In a moment, we will hear uh, a portion of a winning essay, but I just want to share with you why I think this is so important. This uh, industry of journalism and the news and media, it is very important, I believe. And I know you hear me talk that way and you say, oh, yeah, well, that's because you're in that business. Uh, Well, uh, in this business, out of this business, uh, I do believe uh, that we, uh, in media, in the news specifically, and in the news, uh, in the true sense of the news, things happen in the community. Uh, We do what we can to bring you that information. I believe that that, uh, that that work is valuable. You know, you and I, sure, we have the ability to to learn from lawmakers and from business leaders and from the the police. We can we you know we can call their offices on our own. Uh, but if you have an ally in that effort, in a good, uh, fair, reliable news outlet, uh, I, I believe democracy thrives, and I believe that we are able to to live our lives all the better. All right, so that's uh, you know very flowery talk. Uh, me patting my industry on the back. Uh, let's welcome to the the program, Eric Liu. Eric, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks yeah. for having me. Hey, let me thank you uh, for taking a break uh, from schooling today. You you are a Salt Lake City School District student. Uh, you guys are all learning at home. H- how's that gone for you thus far? Uh, it's been going great. I mean, it's definitely a little disorienting because, you know, this is something that's never happened before. I mean, we've never had to learn online, but I think it's um it's pretty good so far. What class am I taking you out of right now? Sorry? What, what class? If, if you and I weren't chatting here on the radio right now, what, what class would you be in at this moment? I would be my in my computer science class. Oh, oh well, shoot! Computer science is very important. All right, so we'll get through this quickly. We got to get you back to class. You wrote uh, an essay, and uh, first, let me ask you before I, time is tight, so I can't have you read the whole essay. But in a moment, I'll ask you to read uh, what I think are two uh, just beautiful paragraphs, the last two. But let me ask you why? Uh, wh- why did you write this essay? So. My English teacher, Dr. Denise Pfeiffer, she put out the essay as an assignment, and she encouraged us to submit it to the competition. 
Uh, it was actually an extra credit assignment, so I was a little reluctant if, to if I wanted to participate. Um, but because it was during the coronavirus pandemic, I honestly had nothing to do. Um, so I decided to write it. I started to research the freedom of press, and as I dug deeper into the subject, I noticed that I became more passionate about the cause, and that motiva- motivated me to write more and more. Very good. Well, do me a favor, Eric. Will you read uh, read for the audience here? Read the, the last few paragraphs, and I want to talk about some of your thinking behind them. All right. Although guaranteed by the Constitution, the right to a free press is in jeopardy, as the press is attacked every day. Those in power denounce journalists for seeking truths and exposing fraudulence. These demonizations of the media covertly chip off our freedoms ensured by the Founding Fathers. However, it is fair to acknowledge that not all media is accurate and not all media is created to honor our democracy. The acts of biased journalism have been promoted by leaders as they can serve as pawns for political leverage. To come to a truly bipartisan press, Americans and news outlets must promote the reality that news is meant to inform, not sensationalize. We, as Americans, should judge the press from an independent standpoint. The press does not serve as an adversary, nor does it serve as an, as an ally. It serves as an asset. Although some media outlets are endorsed by politicians, Americans shouldn't blindly listen. We should instead endeavor to possess the wisdom which guided our founding fathers. Our judgment towards the media defines the character of our nation. The free press, defended by the Constitution, should not be taken for granted by any American. These are very uh, profound attitudes uh, about the the press and the freedom thereof. Uh, First off, I admire you for for, for writing this, and I think uh, in that sentence there, the press does not serve as an adversary, nor does it serve as an ally. It serves as an asset. There there is incredibly profound wisdom there. I have to ask you, do do you see a future in, in news media in yourself? Do you think you might ever become a journalist? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's always been my dream to write for the future. Since I was a little kid, um, I've loved to write. I like to write my own stories. And I just think that journalism and digging deeper to learn more about subjects and educating others on those, it's just such a cool job, and I would love to pursue that. What, What does it mean when you wrote that the press does not serve as an adversary, nor does it serve as an ally, it serves as an asset? What does that mean? So, you know, recently we're seeing that a lot of these press a lot of the news channels are very partisan, and a lot of times they're definitely aiding a certain political party, and they're definitely promoting a certain political establishment. So the public needs to understand that the enemy is not the press. The press is our friend, essentially. So many countries don't have the freedom of press. It's all controlled by the government. So when you have an independent press, you know, obviously, they definitely can be manipulated, but... It's important that we recognize that the free press is helping our democracy as a whole. Eric Lua, I admire you and I'm proud of you, and I think you have a bright future ahead of you. You uh, submitted this essay uh, to a national student essay competition funded by the uh, the McCarthy Family Foundation, uh, co-sponsored by the Boston Globe and Westminster College here in Utah. And uh, thanks to your writing, you earned yourself $5,000 scholarship. Uh, that's an admirable thing. Uh, everyone proud of you for this achievement? Oh, yeah. My family's pretty proud. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm proud of you as well. Computer science, right? Is that the, is that the, the class we took you out of? Yeah. Well, you get back to class, you tell your teacher uh, that you were on the radio. If she doesn't believe you, uh, you let me know, and I'll write you a note. We'll get you out of class here just fine.
All right, Eric, you take care. Uh, proud of you again. Uh, pretty cool deal. Uh, we'll, we'll post an excerpt from this essay on the, the Facebook page here in a moment. Uh, but I, I, I bring that up and I you know, share this airtime with this young man uh, because there, there is uh, a profound understanding which he communicates in that sentence that I, I, I agree so wholeheartedly with. The press does not serve as an adversary, nor does it serve as an ally. It serves as an asset. It serves as an asset. And I understand what he's saying about how some outlets can have a bias and a slant like this. And, and, and you, you may observe in me a bias or a slant. Well, it's because this is an opinion show, right? I, I get to share my opinions. Uh, I'm a little different than the, than the journalist. But true journalism serves not as an adversary or an ally, but an asset. Profound words from a ninth grader. Uh, happy, happy to lend some airtime uh, to young Eric Liu. Best of luck to him in the future. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, we're going to talk about daylight saving time. Can you believe that? Daylight saving time. Knocking on the door once again. We'll get into it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.